This time we're going to have a girls group. Uh, they're going to come up here and we're going to have some young ladies sing. Uh, and as they do that, uh, we are ju- in a, just a second here, we're going to have our young people. They're going to come up and uh, the Bible says this, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And so they're going to share some of the decisions, uh, something that God's did in their life or spoke to their heart about uh, this week at camp. And many of them are going to reference a message. And so I want to kind of read through what they heard um, throughout the week so that when you hear it, it's not like, well, I don't understand. Um, they hear, I believe, 15 sermons. I mean, think about that. You got one, you're going to get one this morning. They heard 15 in four days. Uh, they preach at these young people. And, uh, and so some of the message they heard on Monday night, we heard a sermon. Uh, of course, the theme was one way to heaven, don't miss it. It was a salvation message. Uh, also, Monday night, they heard a message, what would, you, what would you do if it was your last 24 hours? What would you do if it was your last 24 hours? Powerful message. Some of them will mention that this morning. Uh, Tuesday morning, they heard a message on remembering that God sees everything. Uh, they also heard a message on the most important questions uh, for your generation, and they talked about that. On Tuesday uh, night, they heard a message on sharing Christ with others. Uh, and then uh, this sermon will be mentioned multiple times. On Tuesday night, they heard a message on going through your door. Going through your door, and the door was God's will uh, in your life and, and answering God's call in your life. A powerful message, you'll hear him mention that. Uh, on Wednesday morning, they heard a message on the fact that God changes lives. On Wednesday morning, they heard a message that God is good, but it's our sin that messes things up. Talk about Adam and Eve in the garden. And so don't blame God for the problems that we create. Uh, heard a message Wednesday night on stop running from God. Wednesday night, you'll hear this mention as well, putting Jesus first. And it was a call to worldwide missions. The, the preacher basically challenged the young people uh, that if there's anyone that was getting called to be a missionary to surrender to that call. Uh, in the room with the guys that night, I had 38 teen boys with me. Uh, every single one of them, we talked about missions. And I said, I want, I want to ask a question. If God was to call you to missions, would you be willing? And every single boy raised their hand and said, I'd be willing, Brother TJ. Wow. Open heart. Super awesome. And uh, Thursday morning, they heard a message on forgiveness. Uh, Thursday morning, they also heard a, a message on building our life on the foundation of Christ and the Bible. Thursday night, you'll hear this sermon mentioned this morning. It was a message on be one person, not three and uh, be, be the person God wants you to be, not the person you're pretending to be or that others think you are. Uh, be the same person all the time. Thursday night, they heard another message on what are you still doubting that God can do in your life. And uh, so it was a powerful, powerful week, and you're going to get to hear a little bit of that here in just a second. But before we do, uh, we're going to have the young ladies sing for us.
Thank you, ladies. Uh, at this time, I'm going to have the teenagers who would like to share a testimony. If you'd line up here, and uh, teenagers, as you're getting lined up, uh, time is ticking. And so when you get up here, if you would, give your name and what grade you're in, and then let's keep it, uh, yeah, 15 seconds are left if you can, 30 seconds at most, and we'll just try to get them up here and be, bear with them. Some of them, they get scared of the microphone. How many of you would be scared of this microphone if you were up here? And so they want to just share uh, some of the things that the Lord did in their life this week. And if you would, uh, I hope you'll rejoice with them. And so name, uh, grade, and then very quickly we'll start. Uh, I won't give your name away. There you go. You can do it yourself. Hi, I'm Mason Mitchell. I'm from 11th, I'm in 11th grade. And the decisions I've made uh, is I decided to be saved on the first day of Team Baptist Camp. And God asked me to preach in the future, and so I hope and I want to surrender myself to God and be there for all the young people that will be here in my situation in the next somewhat years. But I want everyone in their youth department and so on to know that God bless you, and I wish you all the best of luck. Hello, my name is Carson. I'm going into 11th grade this year, and on the first night, uh, it was one of the biggest receptions that I've ever seen. Um, I made a very big decision to be better to my family on the first night, um, and on the last night, uh, I also made a decision not to doubt and not to fear what God has for me. Thank you. My name is Tony Malucci, and one of the decisions that I made was to uh, stay in the will of God. Uh, I have some pretty big decisions coming up in my life, going to college, leaving my parents, but uh, I know that the will of God is the happiest place that I'll ever be. Thank you. Hi, my name is Taylor Cooper. Um, One decision I made is I want to be more open to my friends in my public school that um, I want them to be saved because I don't want them to go to a very bad place. And I, I just feel really bad for the people who, they look at me and they're like, oh, you're a Christian, you're different, you're, we're never going to get along with you. And the people who have tried have found that when they were, that I have led to the Lord, they were very happy. So I pray that you will pray for all the people in my public school to Get saved. Hello, my name is Eric Coxey. I just graduated this year. Um, uh, the main decision that I made was uh, a lot of the preachers were talking about how they pray for their family members to get saved. And uh, like Abdel Judah, um, he was one of the main speakers there for the couple, first couple nights. And uh, he was praying for his dad to get saved. And so I just took away that I need to pray for uh, family members close to me or just people I love that uh, uh, to get saved. So. Uh, hi, this is Al- I'm Alex Lee, and I'm becoming senior this year. And one of the decisions I have made is um, talk more about Jesus to my friends and family in Korea. Um, I have lots of friends in Korea, believe it or not, but I didn't really talk about Jesus to them, even though I had um, lots of opportunities. I guess I was just scared to, like, they would think me as like a weird person, I guess. But after I heard a sermon and after I talked with Brother TJ, um, now I have the courage to talk about more about Jesus and to my family. So. Hi, my name is Andrew, and one of the, or two of the decisions I made was surrounding my music to the Lord, and so I wouldn't listen to bad music. And one of them I made with Brother TJ that I should um, be more good to my parents and that I should be more respectful. Hello, my name is JT. Um, I am going into eighth grade. The main decision I made was to um, surrender my life to the Lord for whatever he wants me to do. 
Uh, my name is Vinny Malucci, and I'm going into eighth grade. I loved all the preaching at camp. They were all very good sermons. But one of the messages that spoke to me was Brother Gabe Rule was talking about being a good soul winner. And I made a decision to try to be the best soul winner I could be. Hello, my name is Justice Ford. Um, I made a decision to uh, be better at soul winning and then also to just uh, be like a better Christian example around my friends. Hello, my name is Keaton Dalby. I, uh, one of the messages that, were, that spoke to my heart uh, was on Monday night, Abdel Judah preached a message about uh, the last things you do in your 24 hours of life. And the last, he gave three points of what he would do, and the third point really struck me where I need to do more uh, is glorifying God, and not just at church and during those times, but more like day-to-day stuff. Um, So listening to music, singing on my own time, I need to do more of glorifying God. And then Tuesday night, he preached a message about door of opportunity in his will, and he said through his life, he has always wanted his father to get saved. And he still hasn't gone to that door of opportunity, but <clears throat> he's shared a lot of things he's left behind to succeed in that. Um, and it really made me want to uh, just not uh, get distracted through, the, through my way of life because I want to reach my door of opportunity and I want to leave behind all the stuff that is going to get in my way. So. Hello, my name is Ayala Young, and one of the decisions I made was whatever God called me to do, I'd be willing to do it. My name is Michael, and on Tuesday, after the preaching, the pastor said, raise your hand if you think God is calling you to be a preacher. Yeah. And that night, I made the decision that when I grow up, I'll be a preacher. Amen. Hello, my name is Cole Fort Miller, and I made many good decisions at camp, but uh, the main one that I made was to stay in the will of God for my life and to also continually be looking for it. Amen. Hey, my name is Derek Vestal. Uh, my wife and I, Becca, I uh, had the privilege to work with the middle school department and really just enjoyed our time at camp so much. Uh, I made a decision, again, it's been referenced already, and it, I'm sure it will be again. Tuesday night we heard a very powerful sermon about uh, a door of opportunity, going through the, the doors that God has opened in your life. And, it, and as I was listening to that message, really it was twofold for me. Uh, it made me very thankful uh, for the doors that I have gone through in life. Uh, but it was challenging as well because, you know, the, the preacher that I was preaching, um, is you know middle aged and he's still talking about how you know every single day you've got to continue to go through that door. And so it was a challenge to me personally. Uh, I'm thankful for what for 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 the doors that I've been able to go through in the past, uh, but to continue to do that uh, in my life. Uh, and once again, I enjoyed the time at camp so much. Our young people are really a joy to be around. I think one of the things that helped me, you know, just as much as the preaching was just spending time with them, uh, hearing their excitement, their enthusiasm, uh, their friendliness, really to each other. Our group was such a blessing to be around. It was a great year. Hi, my name is Isaiah Ford. Uh, I grew up going to camp. This is my first year going back as a counselor. I remember before camp, I asked for the TJ uh, just some questions about camp, and he said uh, one of the best things to do when you get there as a counselor is just to continue to, to look for teens to pray with uh, during the invitation. Let me tell you some powerful preaching this year. Uh, after the first few messages, I need someone down there praying with me. Um, Brother Judah, as everyone has mentioned so far, uh, he preached about walking through your door. And uh, during my Bible time every day, I, I pray to God and ask him to uh, Continue or to, to help me to, to stay in his will for my life. And I just thought about it during that sermon, and it hit me. Rarely do I ever ask God to show me what his will for my life is. And uh, after that sermon, I just made a, con- I made a decision to consciously remember to do that every day in my walk. Uh, hi, I'm Taryn. Um, I was really grateful for... Um, just being able to go to camp this year and making so many great decisions, hearing awesome preaching. I also loved um, 
seeing my peers and my friends make those decisions, I feel like it brought us that much closer. Um, and so some decisions that I made were I wanted to study my Bible more and find out um, from the Word of God just my own convictions, um, what I believe, instead of when people ask me, just saying, I grew up, you know, learning that, um, but I'd never actually studied it for myself, so I would like to do that. Um, and then another decision is, um, hold on, sorry. I wanted to build my life God's way and focus on what he has for me. I don't want to build my house in the sand. I want to build it um, in the hard, solid ground. Thank you. Uh, Hi, my name is Mindy Lim, and I just graduated this year. And sadly, this was my first and last time going to camp. And it was the best days of my life. And every second of it was so valuable and precious to me that I didn't ever want to forget it. And out of the decisions that I made was um, I'm very fearful and worried about the college and if I'm in the right direction, that what God wants me to do. But I decided to not worry and not be fearful and just trust God and that he will lead me in the right direction. And I just wanted to thank you guys for praying for us. Thank you. Hi, my name is Irene, and I'm going to 10th grade this year. And camp really helped me to make a lot of great decisions. And one of the biggest decisions that I made was that I want to lead my parents to Jesus Christ. And um, I also want to talk to more people about Jesus Christ. And... I'm really glad that I went to camp this year. Thank you. Hello, my name is Mia, and this week was the most spiritual week in my life. The most memorable message was um, we have to share gospel to people around us, especially people who I love. After hearing this this service, I had a burden to my parents and my brother. My parents are Catholic, and my oldest brother is not a Christian. So I made a decision to live right way so, and um, share gospel to my family when I go back to Korea and pray so that God can use me to give faith to my family. It was a good experience, and I'm so excited to go again. Thank you. My name is Jenny. It was my first time to go to camp. It was a good experience to me, and I got saved. I'm Elizabeth. I just graduated from high school, and then one of the uh, two sermons were the uh, what were you to do if you was your 24 hours. One of the points was living uh, the life was to glorify God, and then the door of opportunity, because I'm about to head off to college, and next week and so like for me it's like a transitional period in my time where I, like my faith is like put to the test and my becomes my own and so I have to like glorify God and like increasing my walk with the Lord and so when the adversaries come when I'm trying to walk through my door I can say I don't know what you're doing Lord but I trust you fully Hi my name is Lania and I'll be a junior this year I made quite a few decisions at camp but I'll just mention one I decided to not rely on my parents' standards that they have personally from their convictions, but to personally study the Bible and to find verses that will back up my own beliefs. Hi, my name is Katrina, and um, I'm going to 10th grade this year, and I made the decision to really clean up my life and ask God to help me evaluate what kind of things and people are only bringing sin into my life and that are not helping my walk with God and to try and get closer with God and just really pray about it and yeah. Hi, I'm Jenna. I'm, uh, I made two decisions this year at camp. One of them was to make sure my friends and family were saved and the other one was to make sure I'm a better daughter to both my parents. 
Hi, my name is Mary, and I'm going to go into 11th grade this year. Um, two of the most important decisions that I made at camp was to not only be patient with God, but with people around me, and I also got reassurance of my salvation. Amen. Hi, everyone. My name is Becca. This is my fourth year going to camp as a counselor, and um, it was just an incredible year. I think it was probably my favorite year so far. The spirit is always good amongst Grandview teens, but this year it was just exceptional. As you can see, everybody was so open to the leading of the Holy Spirit and so many decisions made, and that was just a, a privilege to um, to witness. And um, I think one of the um, sermons that I appreciated the most was Brother Judah's sermon about the, the door, and um, a quote that, he's, that he made was, the greater the door, the greater the adversary. And in a way, that, that spoke to me because... Um, you know, when we have a hard time in our life or a difficult trial, we can almost count it as a blessing because it means that God has a, a big door coming up for us, and so we can be encouraged by that. Hi, my name is Sarah Young, and this was my first year I'm going to junior, and I made the decision that whenever God calls me to do something, to run to him and do his will and not go the opposite direction. Hi, my name is Abby Holman. I'll be a sophomore this year. I made many decisions at camp, but I'm only going to mention a few. Throughout, the, throughout my life, I've had many adversities and trials, just little things that just come up. And on Tuesday night, Pastor Judah um, preached a sermon about um, the bigger the trial, the bigger the adversary, the bigger the door or God's plan for our life. So I made the decision to trust God with my life and to take trials and adversities as an opportunity just to strengthen my walk with him. I also made the um, decision to um, try to have a closer relationship with God than I have with anyone else. Hi, I'm Anna, and I was able to go to camp this year, first time as a counselor, and I just had the privilege of as you've already heard, so many great testimonies, and I was just so thankful to be there and to watch so many great testimonies be made. And again, like so many people have mentioned, Brother Abdel Judah, who thankfully and was my youth pastor growing up in Indiana, um, his testimony is amazing. He also has a father, of course, and who is Muslim and has not been saved, and he used that door as an example of um, like one of the teens was saying, just um, being able to use that door and his testimony to reach so many teens. And I just um, am so thankful that I was able to go this year. Hi, my name is Amy, and I'm going to 12th grade this year. And I'm so glad that I've been camp because I heard great preachings and one of the best sermons that touched my heart was be a one person as a Christian because sometimes I acted like non-Christian even though I got saved. So I made a decision that I'm going to be um, try my best um, be one person um, as Christian good example. Thank you. My name is Abby, and I'm going into 10th grade. Um, and the decision I made was um, to try to be a better daughter to my mom. And also, I got to pray with Mrs. Becca and get reassurance of my salvation. Hi, my name is Dakota Mauser. I'm going into 8th grade. And one of my decisions was I was going to do uh, what God wanted me to do. And one of the sermons that really uh, spoke to me was that what would you have with 24 hours left? And I decided I wanted to glorify God. Hi, my name is Lily. I'm going into eighth grade this coming year. And I made a lot of good decisions, and a lot of the sermons were great this year. Um, it was kind of hard to pick a favorite, but I'm only going to mention a few. Um, one, of the one of the first nights, uh, I think it was actually morning, Wednesday morning, there was a, a man who preached, and he told us his testimony, and he said, don't rely on your parents for your faith. And um, 
one of my friends, she got reassurance of her salvation, and she said all she remember all she remembers is the stories of her mom telling her you got saved. And I realized I was in the same situation, and I got to talk with one of my closest friends and get reassurance of my salvation. Also, I um, think it was Wednesday night. I was called um, either to like I wanted to be a missionary. I called to be a missionary, but um, either here at home in the church and um, sharing the gospel, or out in the missions field. And another decision that I made was to um, walk through my door and um, like just keep my heart, eyes, and ears open for what God has me to do through through my door. Um, when I came home from camp, I found out my mom was in the ER, and she has a post-concussion uh, syndrome, and it's re- it can be really dangerous, and it kind of like hit me really hard, and um, I decided to listen to the messages and just not let the devil discourage me or people around me to discourage me when I first get home, and yeah, I also got re- yeah. <laughs> Hi, my name is Audrey, and I'll be a senior in high school this year. Um, A vast majority of the sermons at Mount Zion Baptist Camp this year were based on heaven, and they really stressed, you know, if you are not 100% sure that you go to heaven, um, that you get that settled right now. And there was so many people that got saved. But as I listened to all these different sermons by different preachers, they all had the same message pointed out to me, and that was different stories of different people praying for either a relative or some friend or just somebody they saw, and, you know, it was just somebody that God put on their heart. And I realized that as Christians, it is our job to pray for each other, and that's a decision that I made is just to pray for everybody that comes to my mind. Hi, I'm Selena Kim, and I'm going to eighth grade. I want to say thank you for the opportunity to go to camp, and thank you to my counselors for spending the week with us. I didn't think I was going to like camp, but I ended up loving it. I learned a lot at camp, but my favorite thing I learned was the devil's favorite word is tomorrow. So that I won't read my Bible or pray today. I just wait for tomorrow. And the best decision I made this week was to get saved. Thank you. I'm Shelly. Um, I've been going to camp for several years now as a counselor, and every year it just gets better and better. Um, outside of the sermons, I think my favorite part of camp this week, um, this last week, was uh, during our free time, and usually we just kind of relax and chill in the cabins, but this last week was different. Um, every day, a group of girls would get out and sit on a picnic table And the girls would just start asking questions about the Bible and about God. And it was just amazing to see God work in their heart. And for us as counselors to be able to help answer those questions and direct them in the right way. And I am just thankful uh, beyond words for the opportunity to be able to go. And um, thank you. Oh, hello. My name is Jake, and I'm sorry that I lost my voice. And uh, one of my favorite decisions that I made in there was to be a one person instead of two and three person. Because I've been really nice to the teachers, and sometimes I could be really mean to my friends. So I made that decision to fix that. Hello, my name is Justin. I'm going to ninth grade next year, and one of my best decisions is God saying to me, God, go his way, do not go my way, and I will try my best. Thank you. Hi, my name is Jeff. Going into eighth grade, one of preacher give message about being preacher or missionary and sharing God's word. So I decided to share gospel to my friends and family when I go to Korea for two weeks. And 
I want to be ready for God to use me whenever He needs me. Hello, my name is Steven. I'm going to seventh grade this year.、Um, it was Tuesday night. Brought Judah to talk about his dad's story.、Uh, my dad is not Christian, also. So when I go to Korea, I want to get him safe. Thank you.、Um, my name is Ian. I'm going into ninth grade. And one decision I made is trying to reach out to some of my friends that aren't saved. And it's really nice to have a week where I could focus on God with no distractions. My name is Wesley Vestal, and this was my second year as a counselor. And Mount Zion Baptist Camp is a really special place for me because it's a place where I've made some great spiritual decisions. And this year, it was great to be on the other side of that and to help、uh, help young people as they make decisions and and help them at the altar. And I can remember Thursday night. Uh, there was a young man who was sitting next to me, and he raised his hand for salvation. And the Lord allowed me to lead him、uh, to Christ. And it was so good to see a young man who was, with tears in his eyes, accept Christ in his heart, and really be at a loss for words. So I really appreciate that.、Um, hi, my name is Andrew Park. Before I start, I just want to say thank you to Brother T.J.、Uh, Uh, before I went to this camp, I didn't realize that God has the specific plan for me. On Tuesday night, Brother Judah taught us that God has an open door for me, for everyone, and I decided that I want to walk through the open door of God's will. And I decided to read my Bible,、uh, pray every day, so God can show me my plan. Thank you. Hello, my name is Derek Tar. I've been working here for the summer, and I just want to thank Brother TJ for having a heart for young people. And、uh, like he said, he was not on vacation this week.、Um, a crazy week. He put in a lot of work, and you could tell that he bathed it in prayer as well. And he's been thinking about it for a long time. I think、uh, last Saturday,、uh, before we went, he was like, "Derek, camp is just so good for our teens." And if you know Brother TJ, you know you heard it like five or six times before he stopped saying. He said, "Derek, it." It's just so good for our teens, and he said it five or six different times, and it was good for us. It was good for、uh, the group as well, and、uh, good for the adults. And then on Tuesday, God called me to preach. So, Amen. Hello, my name's Jaden, and、uh, while I was at the camp, there's like a lot of good things, a lot of good messages there. But one that stuck out to me the most was、uh, they were talking about how like. People are always like, "What if God was real? Why would He let this happen to me?" And uh, and the uh, the world God originally made wasn't evil, and uh, He gave us free will. So if He stopped us from doing anything bad, we wouldn't have free will, and we're the ones that made it evil. So it's been helping me out a lot. Hi, my name is Hayden Summers, and I am going into eighth grade. And I made a decision to be nicer to my parents and respect them more and stuff. Thank you. Hello, hello. My name is、uh, Jordan. I made the decision that,、uh, uh, well, one of the preachers, Brother Judah, he preached and said、uh, the devil's favorite words is tomorrow, and it really spoke to my heart because, like, it also like. Hit me that you uh you never know if there's gonna be a tomorrow and you shouldn't be right with God. Uh hello. Ironically, I'm also called Andrew. And、um, when I went to camp, oh, I'm also going to eighth. I forgot. Um, when I went to camp, I made a promise that I want to be a better son. To my father and my mother, because they've gone through many trials, and especially to get here, I just feel I should attempt to be a better son in general. Uh, Cameron Howell. This is my third year going to Mount Zion Baptist Camp as a counselor, and、uh, Mount、uh, really t- camp is. 
such a wonderful time for everybody that goes, um, and that includes the, the children, the teenagers, that also includes the workers. Uh, so many great testimonies. And uh, the, the one truth that really stood out to me this week um, was the, the truth about 24 hours and what would you do if you had 24 hours left to live. Um, and throughout this week I've been reflecting on uh, decisions that the teenagers were making that at some point in my life I made. Um, and so it was a time of renewal and a time to really refresh myself in, this, in the Lord. And so um, I'm just excited to get to go. And uh, God, God really spoke to me. And, and it sounds like he spoke to a lot of other people this week. Thank you. Uh, very quickly, if we could, can we give the adult counselors who went with us a big hand and thank them? And... Uh, Camp doesn't happen without them. And then I wanted to give my wife a special thank you. I don't know where she's at. She'll probably get mad at me. There she is. Hey, sweetie. Uh, if we could give my wife a big hand, thank you. Um, had, had I known years ago that every single first week of August I'd be at teen camp, we would have picked a different day to get married. Um, the last eight years, we have spent our anniversary, usually me with a in a room full of smelly junior high boys, and my wife in a cabin uh, with wonderfully smelling junior high girls. Um, and she is a blessing to me and allows me uh, to work with the young people here. And I couldn't do it uh, if she didn't let me do it. And so I thank you, sweetie, for that. Uh, if you have your Bibles this morning, I know the time. I see it. I'm going to go very quickly this morning. If you would go to Daniel chapter 1. I'm going to take a 20-minute message and I'm going to turn into it for 10. Can we do 10 minutes? Now, when I say 10 minutes, that's finger crossed 10 minutes. Look, Brother Gary's back there going, uh, you ain't making it in 10 minutes, brother. He heard in 8.30. Okay, here we go. Daniel chapter 1, I want to talk to you this morning about teens in Babylon. Teens in Babylon. Let's pray and we'll get into the message. Dear Lord, I know the time. I see it. Lord, the young people did such a magnificent job. And, and Lord, I, I don't even know if I necessarily need to preach. They've preached enough this morning. But I do feel like we need to look at your word for just a few moments. Help me this morning in your precious name. Amen. If you would, Daniel chapter 1, I'm going to read it very quickly. The Bible says in verse 1, In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, unto Jerusalem and besieged it. Verse 2, And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand with part of the vessels of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar, to the house of his God, little g-god, by the way. And he brought the vessels into the treasure house of his God. Would you go down to verse number 4? Of course, Babylon has come in. They've conquered Judah. They, they've killed and slaughtered many of the older people, the parents, the grandparents. Uh, but they kept some of the young people. Look at verse 4. The Bible says, Children, in whom was no blemish, but well favored, and skillful in all wisdom and cunning and knowledge, and understanding science and such as had the ability of them to stand in the king's palace. Of course, they go in. Wipe everyone out, but they take young people, smart young people, strong young people. They take them back to Babylon, and it, their, their thoughts were, we're going to raise these young people up to be Babylonian. They'll forget their culture, they'll forget their God, and they will be Babylonian, and they'll be smart Babylonians. And so that's what, what they're doing here. I want you to notice verse number 6. The Bible says, now among these were of the children of Judah. Four young men are mentioned. Many believe these young people were teenagers. Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Of course, we would commonly call them Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Their names would be changed. I want you to notice, first off, the Bible says among these. God noticed when four young people stood for him. There was a whole lot of young people taken. A whole lot of young people taken captive but God noticed the four young men who were standing. And I want you to know, adults and teenagers, God always notices when people take a stand for Him. God knows the families here today who are taking a stand for Him. God knows the business owners today who are taking a stand for Him. And I could just go on down the list. God always notices when we take a stand. Look at verse number 8, if you would. I must hasten. The Bible says, but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat. Did you catch it? It was a teenager making a decision. Did we not hear decisions this morning? A teenager making a spiritual decision. 
By the way, don't snub your nose at these young people. Don't sit there and say, well, let's see, they're, they're seventh grade. I mean, come on, look how short they are. By the way, hey, come on now. I'm short, okay? Don't snub your nose. You don't know which one of these young people, if not every one of them, will keep those decisions. I was a seventh grade boy, no taller than JT. Where's JT at? Where's JT at? Is he here? Stand up for me, JT. I can't see. Are you standing? And uh, sit back down. I was a seventh grade boy, no taller, no bigger than JT Hoxie. I was at a camp, and on a Thursday night, God spoke to my heart and said, I want you to be a preacher. That was 18 years ago. Hello? Hello? These are big decisions. Here's a young man making a spiritual decision and taking a stand. Watch what happens next. Look at verse 9. The Bible says, Now God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the eunuchs. See, can I tell you this morning, church member, God sees when you take a stand. He sees when you make a spiritual decision. And God says, I'll come along and I'll show you favor and give you blessing. And can I tell you, every single person in here, if you'll stand for God, and if you will uh, uh, make some spiritual decisions in your life, God will come alongside you, and he'll start blessing your family, blessing your business, blessing your home. You can fill in the blank. He wants to do that. But this morning, I must hasten. So often, people look at the book of Daniel, and they'll preach on Daniel. We saw him. They'll preach maybe on Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. Maybe they will talk about King Nebuchadnezzar. Or King Darius. But there's a group of people that is so often left out. Can I tell you, Daniel was never supposed to be in Babylon. These young men were never supposed to be there. The reason they were in Babylon was because of the older generation. The older generation back in Judah. Who had walked away from God. The older generation back in Judah. Who had turned their backs on God. The older generation who had gone into idolatry and because of their sin, because of their mistakes, the next generation, Daniel's friends and Daniel himself would pay for the mistakes of the generation that went before them. And I don't know about you adults this morning, but I don't want the next generation to pay for the sins of our generation. And I hope this morning that each adult that mom and dad, that grandma and grandpa, that member of Grandview Baptist Church would decide, you know what, I'm going to take some responsibility for the next generation. Can I tell you this morning, Daniel had to stand because the people before him hadn't. Daniel had to suffer in slavery because the people before him had rejected God. Daniel endured the pressures of sin because the older generation before him had given in to it. Daniel chose not to forsake God even though the older generation had. Daniel had a purpose in his heart. We saw that decision because the older generation didn't purpose in their heart. Daniel's friends didn't bow to the idols even though the older generation had. This morning, can I challenge each and every adult here that we need to make sure that we do our best to take a stand so that the young people don't have to spend their lives in Babylon. They don't have to spend their lives in spiritual darkness that we helped create. The question is this, why were they in Babylon? What had the older generation done that had caused these young people to have to grow up in a wicked society? I'm glad you asked this morning. The Bible tells us, 2 Chronicles, if you would, I'll race you when you're there, say amen. 2 Chronicles 36, amen, I'm there. It was not bookmarked. Brother Cole, would you beat me? You jerk. 2 Chronicles 36. Look at verse 13. The Bible says, and he also rebelled against King Nebuchadnezzar. This is talking about the king of Judah. Who had made him swear by God, but he stiffened his neck and he hardened his heart from turning unto the Lord God of Israel. I want you to notice this. Why were these young people in Babylon? First off, because the older generation chose not to turn to God when their nation was in trouble. The older generation chose not to turn to God when their nation was in trouble. The king said, I'm not going to God. I'm not turning back. The people said, I'm not turning back to God. And because of that, God would send judgment 
on this nation. And I'm here to tell you, a 14-year-old boy has nothing to do with the laws that are being made in this country. A 14-year-old girl does not have a choice on the politics and the government and the lawmakers and all the things that are going on in this country. But can I tell you who does? We do. Our generation. The adults of Grandview Baptist Church. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14 says this, If my people, which are called by my name, that's me and you, Christian, we're called Christian, his name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will hear their la- heal their land. Can I tell you, older generation, how can you help the young people that are coming behind you not grow up in a Babylon? It's this, will you continue and or start Praying for our nation. Pray for the nation that they will grow up in that we have created. That God would do something in the lives of our young people. Number two, you still there? Second Chronicles 36. If you're with me, say amen. I got 14. Perfect. Look at verse 14. Verse 14. Had 14. Moreover, all the chief of the priests and the people transgressed. Very much after all the abominations of the heathen. And polluted the house of the Lord, which he had hallowed in Jerusalem. Number two, why were they in Babylon? Because the old generation chased other gods. The old generation chased other gods. By the way, did you notice? It wasn't unsaved people, it was the spiritual people. The abominations, the idolatry had crept into the house of God. This was spiritual people who had let idolatry take the place of God. By the way, a God is anything that we put before God or in the place of God. I don't think most of you would go home today and bow down to a statue like they did. But if we're not careful, older generation, we put things ahead of God that the younger generation sees us do. Could be money. Could be wealth. Could be luxuries. Could be trips, could be vehicles, could be hobbies, could be sports, could be sins, could be addictions. You fill in the blank. Church person, what are you putting before God that could affect the next generation? Could I ask you this question? Could it be that the gods you are chasing are helping send the next generation to a place of spiritual darkness? Because that's what happened to Daniel and his friends. Number three. I'm almost done. Verse 15. The mouth of the Lord God of their fathers. Sent to them by his messengers. Rising up betimes and sending because he had compassion on his people. And on his dwelling place. God did not want them to go. He never wanted them in Babylon. He never wanted them to have to face this. Look at verse 16. But why? But they mocked the messengers of God and despised his words and misused his prophets until the wrath of the Lord arose against his people till there was no remedy. God had sent people, men of God, preachers, prophets, time and time and time again to tell them, hey, we got we to fix it. Hey, we got to turn back to God. Hey, we got to get our land right. Yet they didn't listen. And because of that, God would send these young men to grow up in spiritual darkness in Babylon. And can I tell you this morning, I don't think most of us sit here and go, well, that Pastor Mutchler, I just can't stand his preaching. Maybe you do. I hope not, right, Pastor? (laughs) I don't think most of us would come and say, ah, that Pastor Laban, that guy, that preaching, I just, I don't want to listen to any of it. I don't think that's the case, but I do believe this. We live in a country, in a world where it's not that we're against the messengers of God, it's that we just don't ever hear the message. You say, why? Because we're not here at church. We're not here at church to hear the message. Can I give you a bold prediction? Tonight at 5 o'clock, here at Grandview Baptist Church, the Bible will be preached. Can I give you a bold prediction? This Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, the Bible will be preached. Can I give you another prediction? Next Sunday morning... 
the Bible will be preached. Next Sunday night at 5 o'clock, the Bible will be preached. The next, next Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, the Bible will be preached. The next, next Sunday morning, the Bible... Are you getting the picture this morning? It's not that we reject the messenger of God. It's that we just aren't here to hear the message of God that the pastor has prayed over and prepared all week, ready to feed God's people. Could it be that the next generation will walk away from God because the older generation hasn't made it a point to come to church and hear the message of God? Could it be that some of the teenagers in purple shirts this morning are more faithful to church than the older generation that sits here this morning? That breaks my heart. Don't let it be. Mom and dad, don't let your teenagers show up to church more than you do. Grandma and grandpa, don't let your teenagers show up to church more than you do. Because if so, it might be they end up in Babylon. They might end up in Babylon. It breaks my heart as a youth pastor. When I see a teen boy and I say, bro, we missed you Sunday. Man, so good to see you. Dude, Sunday school was great. I know it was me teaching and that's the downside. But other than that, it was great. Man, missed you. Where were you? Well, Brother TJ, my mom and dad didn't come. I didn't have a ride. I wanted to be there. Could it be that the next generation would fall to Babylon? Because our generation will not hear the message, message of the messengers of God in our life by rejecting the church house. Can I tell you another story and I'm done? Remember the children of Israel, Old Testament? How they got to the promised land, right? Remember that story? Twelve men went to spy in Canaan. Ten were bad, two good. Oh boy, that was good by the way. Okay. Twelve. They come out, remember, they they go in. Caleb and Joshua, the two, they come back. We got to go in. God said to go in. Let's go in. The other ten said we can't do it. And remember what God did that day? He said, because you rejected my plan... Because you rejected the promised land, the land I'd created for you, you all will go back out and for 40 years, you will wander the wilderness until the older generation passes away. But can I tell you, who suffered out in that wilderness? Was it the younger generation? And can I tell you, I know I'm just one person. I'm just one person. But I don't want the next generation to have to wander in the desert for 40 years because I did not do what God wanted me to do. And I hope this morning that Grandview Baptist Church, wherever you find yourself, mom and dad, grandma, grandpa, just regular church members, that you would do what God wants you to do so you can help the next generation stay out of Babylon. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes this morning? With heads bowed, eyes closed this morning, I'm going to do something that we normally do not do. It will not take any extra time than normal. But it's a very special morning. I think we'd all agree with that. Here's what I'm going to ask if you're a teenager. Whether you went to camp or not went to camp, does not matter. But if you're a teen and you're in here this morning, would you come to the front? I want you to come all the way up to the altar. Get up right now. Come all the way to the front. Take a knee on the steps or on the, on the floor here. I want all the teenagers to come forward if you would. Spread out. I know we're loaded over here, so come to this side, please. I need some to come to this side. Spread out. We have all kinds of room. In just a minute, I'm going to have Pastor come up. We're going to say a special prayer for the next generation. Can I ask you, uh, teens, spread out. Please spread out as best you can. If you're a mom or dad, I know, I know you might not want to get up. I get it. But if you're a mom or dad, would you come up here with your young person? And would you take a knee next to them and put your arm around them? Moms and dads, would you come forward? I know you might have to move some bodies. Can I ask if you're a teen worker and you see a teen boy or a teen girl and no one's with them? If you're a teen worker, would you find them? Maybe you find two. And church people, we're going to start today doing our job. And we're going to pray for these young people. And we're going to have a prayer of dedication for these young people. I know it's packed, spread out. You might have to navigate through. I get it. I get it. If you need to push your way through, don't, don't even mind. Push your way through.
And then I'm going to ask Pastor Mutzler if he would come. And church people, as he prays out loud, will you pray for the next generation? Will you pray for these moms and dads? Will you pray for these teenagers this morning? That God would help them with their decisions. And that God would help them to keep living and taking stands for him. Pastor, would you come? Let's pray for our teenagers. Heavenly Father, thank you for the powerful testimonies we've heard. Thank you for the great preaching, dear Lord, and the challenge before us in our generation. And dear Father, please forgive us for times we were not the best examples. Help us decide that we will not lead these young lives astray, but we will continue to be faithful to serve you, to be a good example that they can follow, that that they too one day will see their children in church serving you, living for Christ, headed for heaven. And Lord, for all of us as adults who try our best to be a good example, Lord, would you bless our lives, help us to be faithful to the end till the day you call us home. Because we know children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren are watching our lives. So help us, dear Father. And bless these families that are gathered around this altar. Bless the lives of these young people. And Lord, would you lead and guide and direct and meet every need they'll ever have. And help them to know that you are their God and you are right there with them. And Jesus said he'd never leave us nor forsake us. And Father, bless this youth and the next generation, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you, teenagers, families. Let's give them all a big hand. Praise the Lord. I know this is a long service, but this is a, one of the best services you'll be a part of in a long, long time. Uh, to see young lives who've decided to follow Jesus, who've committed themselves to the Lord Jesus Christ, and families who have come alongside of their teens and says, I'm going to help my teenager uh, in their walk with the Lord. And let me say that now as adults... These teenagers come back supercharged. Don't you pour cold water on them. You fan the flame that God started in their heart. You pray with them at at your home. You pray for them uh, at nighttime. But gather your family together. You pray as a family. You guide them. You come to church with them. You bring them. And, and let them keep growing in their love for Jesus, and he will guide them all their life. And I know that because that's what he's done in my life, and that's what my father and my mother did in my life. And many of you have that testimony of having godly parents, and you're here serving God today. 50, 60, 70, 80 years later because you had good godly parents who brought you up in the fear and the love of the Lord Jesus Christ in your home. May we do the same for the next generation. I must admit as an adult, sometimes I think, Lord, get me out of here. But I forget, even when I go, there's some young people still have to live in this land. Let's dedicate ourselves to pray that God will touch this country so that our young people can grow up in a land that still says, in God we trust. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for this phenomenal service, the great testimonies. Bless each teenager, Lord, and may you wrap them in your arms of love and let them know that you'll guide them every step of the way in life. And Lord, for us as adults, may we do everything in our power to give them that very best example of a Christ follower and someone who loves you supremely. And Lord, 
May church and the Bible and prayer be found in our homes. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You are dismissed. <laughs>